Good morning. It's a religion is here and on the air. This is Ehud, son of Dennis, coming to you live from the Middle West of the divided states of America and to the Republic, for which it stands, two nations under God, uh, quite divided with liberty and justice for some. And uh, this morning, uh, it is our day before Thanksgiving broadcast. Uh, we'll see if we do one tomorrow. Um, probably. I don't know. This doesn't take very long. And when I get up before the rest of the family, uh, then uh, I've got time to do it. But um, welcome. Happy Thanksgiving. And uh, glad you could stop by for a minute. And this morning, um, I'm not going to have a diatribe because it's, uh, you know, it's funny. What are they? I don't remember what they call that. The monologue section? I think that's what Mr. Limbaugh used to call it. Um, that first section of the show where he goes on and on about something that's important to him. And there was so much about that show that was just unique. And if you didn't listen to it long enough, it could be quite offensive um, the way he said things. But uh, I am not Mr. Limbaugh. I do not have half my brain tied behind my back because I need the whole thing. And uh, But we will look at things a little bit differently than even Mr. Limbaugh did, where he would analyze the political fortitudes of different aspects of things. We will analyze things from a faith perspective, from a perspective that says there are two ways to look at things. Either you follow the Lord Jesus Christ or you don't. And what that means in different situations, what that could mean, depending on, on people's motivation. Again, I don't know what someone's personal motivation is for anything. Um, I'm not inside anybody else's brain. Uh, I'm just inside my own. But uh, I think it's it's reasonable to say that when you look at certain things and the way people approach certain things, um, it's pretty easy to see that, that the fruit of which they are trying to pursue, um, you know, the recent tragedy up in Waukesha, Wisconsin, is a for instance, um, you know, if that gentleman was a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, I doubt he would have driven his car through a parade like that. Um, that's just not something followers of Jesus Christ do, true followers. Again, you know, you can have people that claim to be followers that, that fall off the, the wagon, so to speak. But I would question whether they really were truly ever followers or not in heart and mind and strength. And uh, But there is a... a a couple spots in the Bible where it does talk about uh, enduring. It talks about um, falling away. So I, you know, only God knows who is truly saved and who isn't. And uh, there's a couple of different philosophies on how that occurs. Um, but even so, regardless, uh, there's a path there. There's a path of, of following Jesus Christ as a Lord and Savior, as the one true King over and above any other King on this earth. And that's what we're about. And we're going to look at things from that perspective, from the perspective that says, you know, he is king and he is the one that, that told us, or he's the one that created us. He's the one that sustains us. He's the one that um, has taught us the things that we need to know to live this life in a productive way, in a way that pleases him. So with that, let's look at that. We were in Matthew this morning, chapter 9. And... Uh, 
Jesus enters into a ship and passed over and came into his own city. Behold, they brought him to a man sick of the palsy, lying on a bed. And Jesus, seeing their face, said unto the sick of the palsy, Son, be of good cheer, your sins be forgiven you. And behold, certain of the scribes said within themselves, This man blasphemes. And that's that's one of the biggest things I think that got to those guys was that he forgave sins. And, uh, um, you know, it was... Somehow, you know, they didn't think he had the authority to do that. And Jesus, knowing their thoughts, wherefore think all of you evil in your hearts? For whether it is easier to say your sins be forgiven you or to say arise and walk. But then all of you may know that the Son of Man has power to for, on earth to forgive sins. Then says he to the sick of the palsy, rise, take up your bed and go to your house. And he arose and departed to his house. And it's, you know, I mean, it's just funny when you, you look at this, it makes me think of our media today. Um, they're only going to pick and choose certain things to focus on depending on the situation. And if it would have been a BLM protest in Waukesha, Wisconsin, and a someone with light skin color drove their SUV through a crowd and killed people, you wouldn't hear the end of it. And this person would be labeled as a Trump supporter, as a white supremacist, as everything under the sun. But flip that around and a bunch of Christmas, Christian people, people who uh, not everybody that enjoys the Christmas season is a Christian, obviously, or celebrates Christmas as a Christian, but a good majority of them are, you know, people who uh, at least believe in God, believe there's a God, and um, um, participate in a Christmas pageant like that, Christmas parade in this case. And uh, um, here's a gentleman that obviously does not know the Lord, does not follow Jesus Christ, is full of hate, full of vitriol, full of angst. And, uh, you know, culturally, this is part of what's been given to um, that culture. There's a culture around the BLM movement or somehow that that uh, black folks you know, people with darker skin color are held back by others, are held back by this system, by are held back by white supremacy, by are held back by certain things. When you simply have to look at um, simple things, work ethic, family, um, things of that nature, it's not rocket science to see what works in a society. Having a mom and a dad uh, in a family situation is always better than single parenthood and in the uh in the culture of the black community of the community that uh, of that culture because i it's not a, they're not a different race people we're all the human race we are all one race but in that culture you know the the out of wedlock birth rate is astronomical and the uh i don't know what the the marriage rate is but uh or the divorce right, I should say, once people make a commitment and get married. But, um, you know, it, that's a big part of this whole thing with our society that has gone awry. You know, God designed people a certain way to be part of a family. And when you don't have that, uh, the rest of the culture just it can't, can't handle it. And all these liberal ideas of wonderfulness and how we're going to, you know, they take God's ideas as Satan would, and tries to um, circumvent them in certain ways and make them his own. And so they still try and, and follow a Christian 
uh, ethic, if you will, and yet um, do it in a way that that is not what God has described. But anyway, so Jesus then sees a man sitting at the receipt of custom. He says unto him, follow me. And he arose and followed him. And this was Matthew. Um, and it came to pass as Jesus sat at food in the house, behold, many publicans and sinners came and sat down with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw it, they said unto his disciples, why eat your master with publicans and sinners? But when Jesus heard that, he said unto them, they that behold need not a physician, but they that are sick. But go all of you and learn what this means. I will have mercy and not sacrifice, for I am not come to call the righteous, but sinners to repentance. So, and Jesus is almost, I think, being somewhat uh, sarcastic with these guys because I think he knows that, that some of them, I would think, at least have genuine intentions of wanting to be right with God. That's what righteousness is, being right with God. And so... You know, he's encouraging them to say, look, you know, think about things like mercy and um, calling sinners to repentance, not folks that, that are truly following me and doing their best to follow. You know, I, that makes me think of John's parents, um, John the Baptist, where, you know, it said they were, were followers of God, and which meant they must have been following the sacrificial uh, things that were ascribed to people for their sins and so um in that sense they were right with god so when jesus said to them can the children of the bride chamber mourn as long as the bridegroom is with them or, or i'm sorry then came him to the disciples of john saying why do we and the pharisees fast often but your disciples fast not and he's talking about the fact that while while i'm with them um, you're not going to do that. But then he says this. He said, No man puts a piece of new cloth onto an old garment, for that which is put in to fill it up takes from the garment, and the rent is made worse. So it's going to be in worse shape than it was before. And then he talks about the new wine into old bottles. And anybody that knows the fermenting process understands that that'll break the old bottles. Um, so when he spoke these things unto them, behold, there came a certain ruler and worshipped him, saying, My daughter is even now dead, but come and lay your hand upon her, and she shall live. And Jesus arose and followed him, and so did the disciples. And behold, a woman, which was diseased with an issue of blood twelve years, came behind him and touched the hem of his garment, where she said within herself, If I just touch him, um, I shall be whole. But, the, uh, but Jesus turned him about, and when he saw her, he said, Daughter, be of good comfort. Your faith has made you whole. And the woman was made whole from that same hour. Now, is that the type of faith we should all have? Um, man, that would be that'd be a good way to live. If I can just touch the hem of Jesus' garment. <clears throat> so then he gets to this place, and the people uh, are mulling about and trying to comfort the parents because the girl has died. And... Uh, and he said to them, give peace, for the maid is not dead, but sleeps. And they laughed him to scorn. So these people were laughing at him. <laughs> Think about that. And But when the people were put forth, he went in, took her by the hand, and the maid arose. And, you know, I don't know. Again, if you're a Pharisee, if you're a Sadducee, if you're a scribe, if you're someone in a position of authority, how you look at that and just go, oh, this is not good, is beyond me. So when it says the fame hereof went abroad into all that land. And Jesus departed thence, two blind men followed him, crying and saying, You son of David, have mercy on us. And when he was come to the house, blind men came to them, and, and Jesus said, Believe all of you that I am able to do this. And they said unto him, Yea, Lord. 
and he touched their eyes according to your faith, be it unto you. Now, it's interesting. He talks a lot about that. You know, the woman's faith that touched his garment, the woman's, you know, uh, most often when somebody is healed, he says, be it done, you know, according to your faith. And even the, I go back to last chapter when the, uh, the guy is, uh, um, the guy is, uh, uh, oh, what am I thinking of? The um, centurion. And, you know, Jesus is like, I have not seen so great faith in all of Israel. And so faith, you know, there's, there's uh, different ways that people believe that people receive faith. But I think it's something you have to exhibit um, towards God and towards the Lord Jesus Christ. So, and then he casts out a devil. Uh, the dumb man spoke, multitudes marveled. And he's just going around doing all kinds of stuff here in chapter 9 of Matthew. So he's going to cities and villages, teaching in their synagogues and preaching the gospel of the kingdom and healing every sickness and every disease among the people. When he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion on them because they fainted and were scattered abroad as sheep having no shepherd. And he says in his disciples, truly the harvest is abundant, but the laborers are few. Pray all of you, therefore, the Lord of the harvest, that he will send forth laborers into his harvest. And, you know, people who trust in God, there are some, you know, there's a different, uh, a different way in which all God organizes his church and the folks that are going to work in the field, in uh, the field of trying to save people. And, and you don't see anything different today. As many people that have come to Christ over the years, um, we see a world that is still being led astray, being brought into uh, a place that is not not good. So, um, hang on, I need to respond to something quick. So, with all that... Um, Let's take a look at some news today. Where was I? And actually, one of the best, uh, I think I've talked about this before, that we we ascribe to a, uh, or subscribe to a daily podcast from a place that, um, uh, called ICR, Institute for Creation Research, and it's called Days of Praise. Belief systems drive global events. For all that is in the world, the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eyes, the pride of life is not of the Father, but is of the world. And the world passes away in the lust thereof, but he that does the will of God abides forever. So, again, in the broadest sense, there are only two belief systems, theism and naturalism. Okay? Uh, I don't know that I would... I would tee it up like that i would just say you know following jesus christ and not period you know anything else is not following christ one believes in the supernatural influence on affairs of men and as the foundation of purpose and order the other does not so in that definition we would agree the vast majority of the world is theistic though not creationist in its worldview and again i would argue you can't i don't know how you can trust in christ truly without believing that he created everything I think that's a, uh, um, you know, I've, I've met people like that. And I'm like, well, what, what leads you to believe in this part of the Bible and not the other? It makes no sense. 
So then, you know, they go through and talk about terrorism and things like that. But I think it, it's it's a true statement. I mean, belief systems drive global events. You know, the fact that you have Muslims that believe, uh, you know, the way that they do, especially extreme Muslims, um, you know, that causes a lot of problems. But, you know, you look at this Waukesha deal, the belief system of this guy um, apparently drove him not to have a problem driving through a parade of people. Um, and so there's, you know, and Satan and those who are godless and faithless are going to feed on that, are going to try and drive that. And that's one of the biggest tragedies, I think, of our society and the uh, um, social media system that's out there nowadays is that you have um, folks trying to control the narrative on one side, those that don't follow God, that are faithless and godless and evolutionary in mindset or whatever, whatever drives their belief system to be secular humanist or some other system besides Christian and followers of Christ, um, they're going to drive division. They're going to drive separation. They're going to drive uh, all these things, just like the, you know, really the Pharisees did back in Jesus' time. You know, the religious versus the everything else. And uh, those who would put on a good show of religion were accepted into that club, even though they maybe didn't truly believe and behind the scenes were doing things that weren't very good. And, you know, you still see this even in the church today. So, but I'm going to leave it at that. Go forth and be a true follower of the Lord Jesus Christ and repent of your sins. Um, nobody's perfect. There was only one that ever did it perfectly, and that was the Lord Jesus. And uh, But we can be confident that if we seek his forgiveness and repent in heart and mind, we will uh, receive forgiveness from him. And so uh, that's a beautiful thing. So let's go into the, the season of Thanksgiving tomorrow with thankfulness in our hearts that we have a life. We have uh, um, hopefully people who love you to be with tomorrow. And um, let's be thankful in heart and mind. So if you don't know the Lord Jesus Christ, email us at ehud at itsareligion.org and we'll be happy to help uh, start your journey to, to seeking and finding the Lord Jesus Christ because he says if you seek, you will find. Have a blessed day and we'll talk to you soon. Small things like me and her on a porch swing for summer nights and fireflies and the sound of my old six string. Blessings on blessings on blessings on blessings. If I still got breath in these lungs, then that's all I need to get down on my knees and be thankful for all that he's done for my mama, for my friends, for your love.